This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Game time. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It was so unravens-like for this to happen. They abandoned the run. The Rich Eisen Show. Some of the SOL stuff happened. Same old lines. Take the points. Man, what a way for this season to end. Lions fans, I feel for you. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. 49ers reporter for The Athletic, David Lombardi. Coming up, NFL Network analyst, Brian Baldinger. And now, it's Rich Eisen. That's right, Baldy's coming up, and it's not me. Uh, or you, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Or Jay Felly. Or, me. or Felly. <laughs> well, you wear a hat. That's why. Is that why? <laughs> hey, be, be proud, man. Be proud, bro. Next, well, I mean, he also wears a he also wears a head. He also wears, you know, what do we get? A headset, ears? What ear? Yeah, head what do you got? What do we call those? Cans. Cans? Oh. For years at Fox, it would leave a crease on my it's, head. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not good. It's not good. That's why I always, always told Matt Nagy when he was the head coach of the Bears, like, the why visor. are you wearing a visor? Yeah, like it just accentuates the baldness. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, never want to accentuate. That was the baldness. listen, and we at RES Consulting, we can help with that stuff. So, Rockman's bald head is shining like a full moon. There you go. That's one of the greatest uh, Eric Dickerson <laughs> drops uh, of all time. That was one of our first weeks on the air. Was that right? Was it? It was very early. Yeah, and he was he he was just overcoming a cold, so he was he had really yeah, deep extra, voice. Extra yeah. Barry White. At any rate, uh, hey, hour number three of our show. If you missed Albert Breer in hour one, and David Lombardi was terrific, the athletic reporter for the 49ers, talking about uh, a 49ers season that has in fact culminated in the Super Bowl. If you missed any of that, hour number uh, three. As soon as we're done, it re-airs this show on the Roku channel, channel two ten. As soon as we are done. Susie Schuster, Amy Trask, what the football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk will zoom into the show. Uh, that podcast will be available later on this day, and uh, they'll set you up for Super Bowl 58 with Marshall's thoughts on Championship Sunday and how everything's going to go down on Super Bowl Sunday in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Overreaction Monday, we just did Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday for this show. Uh, and then um, and uh, the podcast, Chris Brockman and I did that uh, yesterday, that's available for wherever you get your podcast as well. TJ Jefferson is chilling out in a coat and a hat. <laughs> Honestly, you look like you're going out right now. Like if uh, you walked in the door, I'd be like, where are you going? <laughs> you know, I wear a different jacket every single day. Yeah, Wait, but this is different, from? though. Not this like is, that. This is different. 
That looks like wool. I like it. That looks warm. And it, the hat matches the, one of the stripes of in your jacket. It matches. What do you think? I, it just didn't happen. And what's the shirt? What's the, the shirt? Hat, and the hat. Oh, it's, a, it's my favorite professional wrestler, Asuka. Okay. You know? I don't know what that means. What? Well, do you know what a professional wrestler is, Chris? <laughs> so, and do you know what a favorite is? Uh, so We saw her, right? Your terms yes. confused at WrestleMania? WrestleMania. Very good. Women's well, well. tag team champions, Kabuki Warriors. Just had Royal Rumble this weekend. I know that, right? Amazing. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Shout out Cody Rhodes. Shout out Cody Rhodes. I saw on my I saw my I saw my Twitter feed that Cody is uh, favored to take down Roman Reigns now. Is that true? You know, just like last year, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Roman's been champ for like 38 years. <laughs> that was the fight we saw that night, too. Yeah. Me and Feller went to fight. WrestleMania the night, too, together. I took him with me. That was in Dallas? No, I was here in SoFi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, great. So you left the house. <laughs> for that? I picked, I picked special, him up. <laughs> only special occasions, Rich. Only special occasions. Okay. Like coming uh, to work every day. Let's go to Christy in Detroit right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Christy? Hi, Rich. How are you? I'm well. What's going on in your mind? I am an absolute huge fan, huge fan of you. Also, you. your wife and Amy's show. But I'm calling because I'm crazy excited about Ben Johnson coming back. You should like, be. This is so exciting. I got a text message from my ex-husband. All of these people are texting like, we're coming back. And I can't. I knew he was going to come back because we have a new name for uh, Dan Campbell, and it is Daddy Dan. That's what we're all calling him here. What are we calling him? What are we calling him? Daddy Dan. Daddy my Dan. Cousin, yes. My cousin from Minneapolis sent me this TikTok video. Some girl, I don't know where she was from, and she's a fan someplace else, and she was like, Daddy Dan is getting it done. So, yeah, so that's our new nickname in Detroit for Dan Campbell. Us women, anyways, is Daddy that's Dan. That's what I'm saying. Daddy Dan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know if any yeah. guys Daddy Dan. And did I catch it correct? I can't say it probably as well as I no. can. I get it. It's so okay. I'm not mad at it. But, so, yes, but it was funny because your screener um, was like, do you want to talk about the game that happened? I said, absolutely not. I, said, I couldn't <laughs> listen to Sports Talk Radio today. I said I couldn't listen to it this morning. But as soon as he signed on, I turned your show on right away, and I was like, I got to call in. Okay. So, yeah. so, so now hold on a second. Did I also catch yeah. correctly that um, you um, got a celebratory text from your ex? Did I hear that too? Yes. <laughs> okay. My ex-husband is a Steelers fan, oh, and you know, no. they signed their offensive coordinator yes. today, so of course he's not as happy as I am, to say the least. Is, is that why no, he's your ex, Christy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, say that one more time? Is, is that why he's your ex, because he's a Steelers fan? <laughs> no, no, I can't be mad at that. He grew up over there, so it is what it is. Okay. But, yeah, okay, but we're it. huge football fans, and we've been a fan of you guys for like Thank ever you. and ever. We used to watch, we watched you from the first day you joined NFL Network, and you thank you, Christy. Well, yeah. listen, don't be such a stranger. Don't uh, don't don't just call when you the news is so great. You know what I mean? Just call anytime. <laughs> I anytime. Well, the last time I called in, I was so excited to get through that your screen was like, "What do you want to talk about?" I'm like, I, I, I don't I don't know. I didn't expect oh. to get through because it was right after Michigan won the national championship. Because oh. I'm also a huge Michigan fan too. Also, you should say happy birthday to Jalen Rose today. It's his oh, birthday today. How about that? As you know. Very good. So, yes. So, a little shout out to our local Detroit birthday boy. So, yes. But I, I, I'm just a fan. So, well, so, thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Guys, over on the show. We'll chat, to, we'll chat again soon. There's Christy in Detroit. It was a lot of fun chatting with her. I think uh, TJ got a little too personal. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. She, she brought it up. Oh, I know. Well, you didn't have to ask. I did, kind of. <laughs> you were thinking it. No, I wasn't. Somebody out 
No, it wasn't. You were thinking it, weren't you? I'm, don't, I'm glad they're don't rope America I'm into glad this. They're friendly on friendly terms. Of course, it's you know wonderful. I, mean? great. I know Feller and Brockman were thinking it. It's wonderful. And by the way, just for anyone who calls and you get confused, like you don't know what to talk about when Adam asks you, just say Michigan. <laughs> no, don't say that because just somebody might Michigan. just say that to get through and then start talking about Ohio State. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't need that. Well, we'll hit the dump button on them real quick. No, it's okay. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, hey, hey now. Listen, uh, and, and, and it, it, by the way, Ben Johnson just crushed it. He just crushed it because if he turned down mm-hmm. an opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL – and not just any spot, for the Washington Commanders in their first season under full, complete new ownership post-Dan Snyder. The Magic Johnson era. The Magic Johnson era. And with the number two overall pick, which could be Jaden Daniels or Drake May, so you get get to go and and cap space galore. That's why I put the Washington Commanders in a spot of being one of the best jobs to be had right now because everything's on the table about how they do it. It's all new. You're starting from scratch, but the scratch is really talented offensive players, some talented on defense. You have a fan base that is beyond excited because the worst owner in the history of the NFL potentially is gone. And you get the second overall pick, and you are a head coach there, and so you get some time. The honeymoon is going to last. And then you've got salary cap for days. And you say no to that, which means everyone in Detroit loves you even more. But if you went there and heard things you kind of didn't like and everything I just said that looks from the outside to be great, and you found it isn't, or they decide we're going in another direction, you get a whiff of that, and you're like, I want to win a Lombardi in Detroit. Put it out there. But he also told Seattle no. And he's coming out and saying, I want to go win a Lombardi, so he's not going to Seattle or Washington? I mean, this is uh, this is great. This is just a great piece of news for Detroit, A. I mean, they got to get another year of this offense with the same play caller who clearly knows what the hell he's doing. And B, you know, what a great way to start off your offseason to turn the page from some really awful stuff that we saw in San Francisco. And then for Ben Johnson, it's a win-win. They love you in Detroit. And if you've already heard that neither of these teams want, want you, you uh you're not rejected you're you know what is that what, what's that like i i you know you break up with me i i already broke up with you <laughs> it's not you it's me i invented it's not you it's me <laughs> so that's kind of a costanzi did the opposite too of what we all expected who's washington gonna go higher now I'm so conditioned. Well, it looks like they're, br- they're bringing in Aaron Glenn for a second interview. Well, that could be. Well, I mean, that, they were supposed to bring both in for a second interview. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to get more reporting on Ben Johnson. Every time I hear Ben Johnson, my mind just goes to the Olympian. 
who writes <laughs> Carl Lewis, so I've got to like condition yeah, myself. Yeah, different, different one. Different one. Different Ben Johnson. <laughs> okay, so today is what anniversary, Chris? You mentioned this. Uh, uh, today is the anniversary of the Rams, Titans, Kevin Dyson, tackled at the one. Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. That was back in the day. Super Bowl 34. Wow. Super Bowl 58 is coming up almost a quarter century ago. Wow. That's man. nutty. I was a sophomore in college. So that brings all of us to convene for another top five. Top five greatest Super Bowl finishes hey. of all time. Hit it. Hit it. High five. One, two, three, four, five. Rich's top five. All right, here we go. Give me some music and a top five list going down memory lane today. Unfortunately for Buffalo Bills, what was old was new again. Number five is wide rights. Oh, Rich. I'm sorry. Super Bowl 25 in the old sombrero. And this was unbelievable. 20 to 19 New York football giants. The Bills drove eight plays in 61 yards. Thurman Thomas got most of them. He had 190 all-purpose yards on that night. He was spectacular to set up Scott Norwood from 47 yards away. His longest ever attempt on grass. And Frank Reich was holding. And Scott Norwood, as we all know, with eight seconds left. Shoves it right. First ever Super Bowl in which the winner and loser was going to be decided by a field goal. That one. And it turned out to be a Giants victory and Bill Parcells' final game as head coach of the New York Giants. Number five on that list. Number four on the list, Super Bowl 23. Joe Montana's classic final drive. A, an 11-play 92-yard, 2-minute-and-46-second drive. Wow. The game's most valuable player, Jerry Rice, caught three of his 11 catches on this final drive that began with Montana huddling up and noticing that John Candy was in the crowd. (laughs) And Harris Barton couldn't believe it. And he's like, what are you talking about? And Montana was Joe Cool. And Jerry Rice, the game's MVP, was a decoy on the 10-yarder to John Taylor to win the game. Charles Haley, with a sack of Boomer Esiason in the few seconds left, nailed the door shut. That finish, Super Bowl XXIII, was Bill Walsh's final game as head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Number three on this list, Super Bowl XLIII. I was on the field, coming down the elevator from the press box area where we were convened. The we being me, Marshall Falk, Mariucci, Dion. We were all coming out of the elevator and then through the tunnel out on the field to do NFL game day final, the post-game show on the field. We were walking out on the field to get ready for that. And Larry Fitzgerald was coming untouched up the middle of the field into the end zone that we were standing in. And we were like, what the hell just happened? Larry Fitzgerald scored his second touchdown of the fourth quarter, a 64-yarder with 2.37 to go to put the Cardinals up in a game in which, as we all know, a pick six ended the first half to put the Steelers up by 10 in this game with James Harrison. And that's when Big Ben went to work with Santonio Holmes. He caught a pass 
on third down to start the drive that was stalled first and 20 on the Steelers' own 12. And then a couple plays later, a 13-yarder to Holmes set up a new fresh set of downs from which a 40-yarder to Holmes set them up inside the red zone. And two plays later, Big Ben, buying a ton of time as only he can, throws a dart to the back right pylon. And there's still an argument in Arizona whether both feet were down after further review, touchdown, Santonio Holmes wound up being the MVP. And Kurt Warner made a little bit of a go of it by trying to come back and win the game. And instead, it wound up being a Steelers Super Bowl 43 win. That's number three on the list. Number two on the list, Super Bowl 34. It is the anniversary of that moment where Kevin Dyson was tackled on the one-yard line by Mike Jones, just three feet short of a Lombardi, I guess one would say it's possible they could have gone for two. I've got a story on that in a moment. But this was a wild finish as well. The Titans had just tied the game with 3.08 to go on an Al Del Greco field goal. Al Del Greco. Tying the game at 16. Ensuing kickoff. First snap. Kurt Warner found Isaac Bruce for 73 yards. Touchdown. Boom. The Rams went back up on top by seven. And then Steve McNair, may he rest in peace, had a 14-play drive. The 14th and final play of the drive was Dyson winding up one yard shy of the end zone. No one had ever scored a touchdown on the last play of regulation and still did not. That's number two on the list. Number one on the list is the Malcolm Butler interception. I've never seen a moment ever like the one towards the end of Super Bowl 49, where the entire crowd, one fan base was elated and another one was expecting defeat and crying, expecting defeat. The Seahawks fans were elated because Marshall, I mean, because Marshawn Lynch, a million percent was going to get the football and run beast mode into the end zone to beat Tom Brady and keep him winless in the Super Bowl, still since his third ever Super Bowl championship way back in his day and keep their decade-long in New England Super Bowl drought continuing. And they were excited, ready to repeat as champions for the first time since the 03-04 Patriots, and the Patriots fans were expecting bitter defeat despite being up. And I've never seen one snap of the football make people switch emotions in my entire life when Malcolm Butler snagged an interception. The fact that the Seahawks were throwing it, the fact that somebody nobody had ever heard of caught it and ended the game and the Patriots did win the Super Bowl. I've never seen a moment like it. The only one that's come close to it was in the World Series in Game 7 when it looked like the Yankees were about to win the World Series in Arizona because in came in the eighth inning of Game 7 with a lead, Mariano Rivera struck out the side. And then in the ninth inning, everyone in Arizona was expecting this thing was over and Yankee fans were elated. And everybody switched places in the end. But that ninth inning took more than just one snap of the right. football. Took longer than that. That's number one on this list. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. And that's my time. One more. Okay. All right, we'll get one more. One more is the David Tyree catch. And I know it didn't end the game because Eli still had to find Plexico Burris in the end zone wide open, and he did. 
and there was still a little bit of time for Tom Brady and the Patriots to come back. But I've never seen anything like this either in my entire life. And it was a remarkable finish and a wild way for New England to lose its first game of the year and ruin the first ever perfect season. And Rodney Harrison, who may hear his name for the Hall in just a couple of Thursdays right now, on this play, and Tyree, who who no one again had ever heard of, pretty much. How does he keep that ball pinned to his helmet? I, I will never, ever know. And that led to one of the most fantastic finishes in Super Bowl history right there. And just uh, if you can take that music down, just a couple of nuggets before we get to Brian Balding and we'll go to break here. You can take the music down. So uh, of these plays, four of the five called by Al Michaels. Mm. The only one that wasn't was the Joe Montana classic final drive called by the great Dick Enberg. Al called the other four. Wow. Joe Buck called the David Tyree catch, as we all know as well. And then, just on this anniversary of the Titans almost scoring with no time left and having an opportunity to go for two and win, I was at the old ESPN boardwalk restaurant zone, whatever they want to call it, in Orlando, Florida, at Disney World. The year before, watching Green Bay play Denver, And what ended up happening was, as you remember, Green Bay let Denver score to go up so they had a chance to go and try and win the game or tie the game at the end. If you remember that Super Bowl, that Terrell Davis in San Diego, he strolls in Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to just let Shanahan burn the time and and kick a bunny field goal and end it. They let TD score. And so they wound up getting the ball back. They didn't go down the field and have a scoring opportunity. But I was sitting there with Leonard Marshall, former giant who was out there to meet and greet people Mm -hmm. and a coach who is from the NFL who is sitting there. And we were asking the coach, Hey, is it possible if green Bay goes down the field and scores a touchdown that Mike Holmgren would go for two and win it rather than force overtime. And he looked at us like we had 15 heads. Are you dumb? Of course he's going to kick the extra point. Of course you play for overtime. This is the Super Bowl. You're not just going for a two-point conversion to win it with no time left. And so his name was Jeff Fisher of the Tennessee Titans. One year later, he's driving down the field on this day all those years ago, and I'm at a Super Bowl party in New York City, and somebody's like, if the Titans score, would they go for two? And I'm like, I know for a fact <laughs> they, they will kick the extra point. <laughs> and they're like, how do you know? Told the story. And sure enough, we still, just like on that day in San Diego between Green Bay and Denver, we didn't find out. God, I love the Super Bowl. And this sport. And that's my top five greatest Super Bowl moments list. Take a break. Brian Baldinger, when we come back. Good list. He's going to break down what we just saw and what we might see in a moment, as only he can. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores, or 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. So, um, in the continuing Ben Johnson saga, hmm. Shefty's saying the commanders were uh, in a flight to Detroit when they learned Ben Johnson was out. So, this is not no. something, uh, unless, although Shefty says he wasn't a lock for the job anyway. So, uh, now you got to wonder, did the Lions just beat everyone to the punch and say, how much? Here's a blank check. Why don't you stay? Didn't... Um, Jerry do that with Dan Quinn, apparently. Yeah, about, was that two years ago, three years oh, ago? Oh, last year, right? Wasn't it last year? I think last I year. it was the year before. Out, but yeah, year before and yeah. last year. Feels like both years. That's a huge step to become a head football coach. Maybe he didn't feel he was ready to run. I don't field, know. You know. That's a lot of responsibility. Or you want to run it back. I mean, they're so close. The Lions are close. With and he's cap, 37. With cap space, I mean, go for it. I don't know. Quinn last year, it, it would have been, he, he would have gotten a job, I think. And then now, maybe not. You know? He's, he's got unfinished business. Does he? I hope. I hope so. What business? Uh, you know, bring a, 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 a six Lombardi trophy to the uh, Dallas area. To the Dallas Metroplex? Yeah. What happens? The Dallas <laughs> wins their sixth or Detroit wins their first? What's what's more likely? What, what happens first? Keep that for Friday. Keep that under your hat. Keep that in your hat. Don't answer that question. I know exactly how I'm answering that. Well, we all know how you're going to How am I going to answer that? You're going to say Detroit wins You have first. no idea how I'm going to answer that. How dare do, you? How dare I'll, you put words I'll, in my mouth? I'll reserve judgment. Settle down just a little bit. <laughs> I don't have the patience to jack around with you. <laughs> I, think, I think we all know. I think even Brian Baldinger knows how you're going to answer this. No, no Brian. <laughs> leave Brian out of it. Just like leaving, leaving America out of it. What's the matter with you? America's watching. All right. 
So let's get to Baldy. So We're Baldi. too late for him. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. I love his breakdowns. I love being a colleague of his at the NFL Media Group. He's at NFL Films right now. He was at the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. He is Brian Baldinger. Good to see you, Baldy. Good afternoon, Rich. It's good to be with you. Good it's to- uh it's a great time of the year. It sure is that. So, <laughs> um, how 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 did the Ravens only run the ball six times with running backs, Brian? What happened? What did, what did you see? What have you seen since reviewing this game plan? Well, St- Steve Magnola, you know, he's he's done this before. Some of his game plans. He went to a big linebacker core. Rich, he went with Leo Chanel, Nick Bolton, and Drew Tranquil, and they came out with that big linebacking core, and they said, "We're just going to box you in. We're not going to give you running lanes." And, but we'll leave our corners one-on-one with OBJ and Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. And if you can beat us, uh, if the quarterback can beat us playing one-on-one coverage on the outside, then we'll uh, we'll give you those shots. And they couldn't do it. And I think I think it's because Lamar only had two designed runs, Rich. And so he's the best runner on the field by far. Like, it just seemed like they – and the score was never obviously greater than 17-7. to 7. Like, it just seemed like they – forgot who they were during the course of that game. So I guess, how does that happen? You know what I mean? Like it's at some point you you still have to run the Gus bus, right? I mean, I I know this is pure second guessing here, but I mean, look, his, his second Gus's second run was 15 yards. Lamar's first run was the fourth and one where he split it for 21 yards. There were runs there. I mean, they've seen, exactly what Kansas City did to them. They've seen it over the last five years. Teams are like, okay, let's just stack the box. And they still, I mean, Houston did some of that against them in the divisional championship round, and they ran for 220 yards. So, like, at some point, John Harbaugh has to step in and say, Todd, Todd Munkin, that is. Like, look, let's let's get back. Let's get back to just pounding it right here. Let's, Let's establish this. Now, one of the parts, though, Rich, that, they had four series where they were three and out. So you're not sustaining any offense. And so you're not able to stay on the field to get the running game going when you're just intermittently just off the field so quickly. And then the other uh, aspect of the AFC championship game is the latest example of the Chiefs flipping a switch on offense, certainly between Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, but the second half, they didn't have any points. So it, what did you see from any of the film breakdown of what the Ravens were able to affect that the Niners might be able to against this team? Well, they went a little bigger up front. They blitzed more than they had in the first half. Uh, they made Mahomes hold the ball a little bit more. And so that was a big part of – and then they just played better. They Their whole defense I mean, is really pretty simple. I remember – talking to Rod Woodson on Sunday morning about just what we can expect. And he's like, look, honestly, Baldy, this is a defense that's just prides itself on playing harder than anybody else. And they just played harder. They got off blocks. They refused to stay blocks. They pursued better. Um, They tackled the catch. And so I just thought they just played better in the second half. They didn't do a whole lot more differently than what they had done to get to the point where they were. And why does, Kelsey, you'll be the latest, Brian, that I asked this question of and I think you might even already know that where it's coming. Why, why does Kelsey get so wide open all the time? How how, how does this happen? 
What do you see? Well, so they had obviously he had 11 for 11. The ball didn't hit the ground, Rich. Seven of the 11 catches were no farther than four yards. I mean, Mahomes didn't have the ball. He didn't have the ball in his hands a second and a half. It was, I'm just going to go to the open stop. They have this thing. Uh, it's like why stick is a, a right a route for a tight end. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Kansas City calls it stash rash. So it's, they have versions of stash rash. You're in zone. There's a four-yard stop route like on the first play of the game. We'll just get it to Kelsey. We'll get four yards. We'll stay on schedule. That was most of the plays now. On the opening drive, fourth and two, Rich, you run sprint right option. And if it's not there, Pat, you got Kelsey on the backside. He'll be one-on-one with the corner. Like, you you take the shot. Well, he took the shot, and it was a perfect throw. Um, the, the corners, Brandon Stevens was right there, but Kelsey used his size, and Mahomes put it up on the rim. And then the touchdown against Kyle Hamilton is just one of those throws that we expect from Mahomes. But it's just one of those throws that you have to make in championship games to win those games. You can't throw it any better. And I don't know if you threw it 99 more times that you could throw it any better than what he did when he had to throw it. Because Hamilton was the perfect guy to cover him on that play. He just put it in a spot where he couldn't get to it. Well, and you're a perfect guy to ask this question to, Brian Baldinger, watching as much ball as you do and playing the ball and playing ball as you did and being in the South Jersey, Philadelphia area for as long as you have been. How has Andy Reid changed? How has Andy Reid evolved to, as he is now rightfully taking the place as a first ballot Hall of Fame, all-time great play caller, up with the, I guess, what, Bill Walsh's uh, of the world right now, Brian. So what what have you seen? Honestly, Rich, he's always evolved, but he has Mahomes now. He has the best player in the league, and they're just joined at the hip. There's a, a major respect that Patrick has for Coach Reed. Um, they were getting to championship games here in Philadelphia year after year after year. They didn't have that level of player, and I'm not knocking Donovan McNabb, but they didn't have that level of player um, at that position back then to win some of those championship games or to win the Super Bowl against the Patriots. But, like, for example, when they got T.O. Rich, the offense changed that year. Donovan McNabb never had a better year. Uh, the offense went from being classic West Coast offense, short passes, long runs, to bombs away. Like he changed in one off season when he got T.O. And so now you have this offense where you've got Travis Kelsey. You've got an interior of the offensive line that's as good as anybody's in the league. You've got this running back that just is um, an amazing player and how he's able to break tackles and run so hard. And so he, he's built the offense around those two players. And now Rasheed Rice, who Mahomes met when he was at SMU. Yes. Um, and Mahomes lives in Dallas, and they met before the draft last year. And Mahomes is like, I'm throwing to this kid, coach, and he's pretty good. Like, he catches everything I throw to him. Like, maybe you should take a long look. No, I mean, he kind of put him on the radar. So Mahomes has something to do with it. But I think that's just the difference with Andy right now is he's always had a great defensive coordinator. I mean, Jim Johnson, you go through the list of him. Now he's got Spags, maybe the best big-game defensive coordinator we've seen in this league. Um, and what he has accomplished. So he's always had a great staff. And now he's got the best player at the most important position in Mahomes. And that's how the evolution continues. Brian Baldinger, the host of the Best Football Show with Brian Baldinger podcast. And of course, uh, the must follow on social to break down film. And as only you can, Baldy. So 
walk me through your opinion of Brock Purdy. Well, I don't understand any of the criticism, Rich. I really don't. I, I think the guy's just a silent assassin. Um, he's he's so relaxed and he's so confident, yet he doesn't really relish any of the spotlight. I mean, he'll tell you, I'm just good at playing quarterback, but I'm a regular guy. The players love him, Rich. They, I remember his first game was last year. He came in for Garoppolo. He got hurt against the Dolphins. And he, he, he played pretty good in that game. And his first start was the following week against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. And I remember um, talking to him and Debo and uh, Kittle and the whole group. And they were like, Baldy, this kid, we knew he was good in training camp when he was carving us up as just a, the scout team quarterback. Um, that guy sees the field as good as anybody in this whole business. His runs, he was channeling Steve Young the other day. I don't think we knew that he could do that in that stage against that defense with that speed that they have. And his movement is just elite. And then the probably the best part about him is he plays with no fear. Yeah, he threw an interception in the first quarter. It kind of, you know, stopped a drive that they had going. It, it never sits in his mind that he, he's going to play with less fear after that. And so I think he's the perfect quarterback for Kyle right now in that he can program him. This is what I want. He can coach him hard. If he makes a mistake, he can get on him like he does during a week in practice. Yet he can take all of that and still go play um, without any sort of fear about making a mistake. So the mistakes he makes are because of of why. Um, and, and I set that up by asking – because if you're going against Mahomes, you can't have somebody who's still growing in the position. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you got to show no, up as no. a grown ass man. So, um, and, and if he is, by the way, that's totally understandable. I mean, and you well, as an uh, you as an undrafted player would completely understand somebody who almost was undrafted, and 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 how that can you know maybe affect the way you do something and you put a chip on a shoulder and what have you. But wh- yeah, why why, you know, are you, they, wh- why is he making the mistakes he's making right now? Well, because. Right? the offense is designed to attack the middle of the field. And there's just a lot of traffic in the middle of the field. You know, Josh Paschal tips his hand and he's throwing, trying to throw the ball in the middle of the field. It gets intercepted by Malcolm Rodriguez the other day. There's a lot of traffic. And he's layering these throws over the linebackers in front of the safeties. But yet he's hitting Debo in stride. And so that's where this, that's where Kyle likes to design the offense. Garoppolo was good at it at times. Obviously, he wasn't good at times. But it's not safe throws. He's not throwing checkdowns to running backs. He's not throwing like Tom Brady um, deep down the field. Like, he's not throwing deep down the field outside the numbers. It's in the middle of the field. And so those are those are throws that can get a lot of quarterbacks in trouble. Um, Brady could throw the ball to a running back 14 times in the Super Bowl. He'd be happy as hell. Well, they're, they're not doing that. Um, that's not the way the, the offense is designed. They're designed to attack with chunk plays the way Mike March did back in the day with Kurt, and that's where they want to go. And not everybody is built to make those throws. So the scheme is built for dangerous throws. Like there's it a lot built but, for but, dangerous. So there's the risk, and then we could see obviously the reward. And yes. that's what you're saying. With- I, I, I'm, I'm saying exactly that. And so a lot of it is off play action, but not all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you watch their in cuts. Like I remember talking to Jim Schwartz after they lost to Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, this year. And I, I, I talked to Jim about it. And he said, you know, 
Like we knew that they loved their ink cuts, but we weren't we weren't getting out of our man to man coverage. We're going to stay. We're going to make the quarterback beat us. And that day, he threw an interception. Uh, Martin Emerson picked one off, and they they shut him down pretty good that day. They play without Debo. They play without Trent Williams, but nonetheless, uh, they manned those receivers up, and they didn't have the big open spots in the middle of the field. They played really well. They took them away, but. That's when I started, but Jim was like, this is where they want to go, Baldy. We knew it, and we could have played zone and protected ourselves, but we're like, the corners wanted to play man and man up against Ayuk and Kittle, and we were good with it, Juwan Jennings, and they won that day, and it remains to be seen what Spags is going to do as much man coverage as he played the other day and as much talent as he has at the cornerback position if he's going to play that style. Yeah, Purdy led a game-winning drive, actually, in the fourth quarter. Had the Niners set up to win uh, but uh, Jake Moody missed the the field goal, so Purdy right. actually Purdy actually had had that gritty uh, final drive in that game that didn't result in the win that uh, that Niner fans are always talking about the gritty win that they're looking for, and they did come up with one in Green Bay against Green Bay. So before I let you go, Baldy, your first blush analysis of Super Bowl Fifty Eight and what it will come down to. What do you have for me? Well, I, I, at this point, Rich, like, how can you bet against Patrick Mahomes? Like, how, how can you honestly? Like, that's a that's the easy answer. But like, how many times we're going to watch this movie and go? You can't count this guy out, even in the Super Bowl they lost to Tampa. Like, you couldn't have. I think somebody tracked how many miles right. he ran yes. being chased. You know that day uh, where the offensive line was just you know it was just overmatched, but. Like, even still, in some of those throws, like, nobody can survive and make those kind of efforts that he did to try to win that game. And so we know the effort and everything it takes to try to win a game, no matter where they're at in the game, up, down, whatever. Like, it's it's just hard to think that you could take down Patrick Mahomes and Steve Spagnola and Andy Reid at this point. But give but, me give me, give me me the way that the Niners then – do it. It comes down to to what? I mean, can the Niners do to uh, Mahomes what the Ravens' defense did? Because if if Mahomes has a scoreless half, don't you yeah. think the Niners have a great shot? With certainly with McCaffrey and a healthy yeah. Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and and Purdy coming in and saying today's my day, right? Well, we're gonna we're gonna put the spotlight on Brock Purdy and see if he if he bites the apple, Rich, as they like to say, or if he just plays. <laughs> You know, just loose and carefree and just fearless. Because at the end of the day, I remember like when Nick Foles won the Super Bowl with the Eagles here six years ago, Rich. Like I said, okay, before that game, is he's got to make five throws that are just absolute highlight throws. And when you go back and watch that shootout with Brady, he had 10. He had 10 that day where you go, you can't throw it any better. And they needed every one of those 10 to win, including the Philly special. And I feel like that's what Purdy's going to have to do. We're going to have to see at the end of this thing, like we're going to see five throws where you go, I don't care if it was Montana or Young. He's on that stage with the guys that have won here before, and that's the level he's going to have to play at. And maybe have a a, a catch too, like you pointed out that Foles had, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. who knows? Baldy, uh, great chat. Really appreciate you doing it. I'll see you down yeah. uh, down the road and say hi to everybody there at uh, Films. At the, I will, I'll certainly do that. Rich. The, bet. I'll see you in Las Vegas. Take at, care, buddy. You bet. At the Sable Mahal, Brian Baldinger yes. zooming into the Rich Eisen show here. Love Baldy, man. Just love the love it. His passion for ball talk yeah. comes through. I like it. Purdy's going to have to come up with five throws. So 
Uh, let's make a note of that. Five. Because we'll talk about, again, we, we, we compile, we interview and compile here. Five throws. We'll keep mentioning that to all our guests next week when we're in Vegas for our Super Bowl shows. And then watch Super Bowl 58 and see how many of he comes up with. Now, when we mention these to the guests coming up, do we make it seem as though we came up with no, this? No, no, I'll, say, I'll, I'll give them credit, a million okay. percent. And, and just, just make it seem like it's yours. Yeah, no, as an example, um, uh, the throw where he took one in the chops and, and found Debo. Oh, yeah. Um, another one where he escaped and found check on the sideline. Yeah, that was a good uh, The touchdown to Ayuk. Mm-hmm. That's three. Three. He, didn't he catch, have another one that Juszczyk in the other side of the field on like a third down. Oh yes, well you check was open and he caught him on right. that That's one. A, right. Yeah. Okay. So so, so sure. you've got a you got a few of them right there. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back here on the Rich Eisen show and just a lickety split and set up the uh the rest of our week right here on the show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Rockman just out of the blue. Where were you when you sent this tweet, Chris? Oh, I mean, was that on a Sunday? Was it a Sunday night? Don't I, remember. I was probably just at home. And you just said, you know what? The games. If the Eagles make the playoffs, I'll take Might a have been bite out of Mike myself. Del Tufo's yeah. hat. You yeah. said, I will take a bite out of Mike Del Tufo's hat. Yeah. Eagles have made the playoffs, and you have avoided the inevitable for a week. That ends now. I just sliced up um, a one inch by one inch cutout of Mike Del Tufo's Callaway hat. And I placed it like little Easter eggs into the right. half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yep. Take a bite. Ugh, Here we go. You, here you go. Brockman is taking a bite. 
Did you get a piece of the hat there? Oh, I yeah. think you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who chose the peanut butter, too. Trash can nearby? Nope. Nope. Yeah, we don't. Uh, it's part of the hat sticking out. I didn't get it all. <laughs> oh, that is a oh. that is an awful piece right oh. there in that, like, in that, that sandwich. That no, you may not. No, well, no, you have to, no, as long no, as you no. eat it. As long as yeah, you eat it. Eat it. Yeah. Keep going. Ugh. Keep going. I didn't go through. Oh, man. This piece is like right on my tooth. <laughs> Why did you even do this, Chris? Yeah, you didn't have to. You took the McLovin Because the Eagles stink. You took They're the McLovin bait. Oh, my God. That was Sunday. Uh, radio audience, I can't even tell if that's a piece of glistening no, jelly or a piece Sunday. of a glistening jelly, a jelly glistened right Del there. Tufo hat that piece. Oh. Down it. Just, I feel like I'm talking to Taylor eating her broccoli. Just eat it and we'll get off your case. Oh, he just went one bite. He finished it. This is not going to be good because that is peanut butter and it is jelly and it is Del Tufo hat. And you just jammed literally... Three inches by three inch piece of sandwich. It was a proud day for my future son. Oh my God. All because you took Andrew Perloff's bait. No, Cowboys. <laughs> Back blew on it. the Rich Eisen show. Game time <laughs> is the ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with any purchase that you make on it because it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for events near you and like for. Uh, uh, football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. But it's also because you can find last-minute seats, and you can also find the view from your seats, and you can also get all-in pricing up front so you know what it costs before you check out. And now, all users can get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. And the game time guarantee that you get by buying tickets with GameTime gives you the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime's going to credit you 110% of the difference. Again, the guesswork's completely removed out of buying tickets with GameTime. All GameTime users right now get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Just download the GameTime app. Use the code VEG. AS100 and you get $100 off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game just use my code rich and you get $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed you should do that <laughs> I have been told sir you've got something for the final segment what do you have well yeah you know today we were Chris brought up earlier that the uh, Today was the anniversary of the Kevin Dyson play. Yes. And, you know, on Facebook, you know, if I check Facebook every now and then. It always has a memories tab, and you go there, and you can kind of see yes. what you've posted throughout the years. So I happened to look today, and I saw a post that was kind of interesting. I mean, you? you and I had spoke about it before, but from <laughs> January the 30th, 2013, just gave Rich Eisen a ride in the rain. Normally, I don't pick up hitchhikers, <laughs> but I made an exception. This was at the New Orleans Super Bowl. This is the first, and you and I spoke Whoa. about this the first time I met you. I gave you a ride in the rain. And then I also was on the DP show 11 years ago, the day where I portrayed a character called Dr. Voodoo. Uh-huh. The Danettes were trying to put a little uh, heebie-jeebie on Dan for picking on him, so they had me come in. And I, it was 11 years ago where yeah. there was a golf cart ride in the rain. No, it was an Escalade. I, it was, Escalade. It was pouring rain, and yeah. And <laughs> oh. So I gave you a ride from the set to wherever you had to be next, and that was the first time that. How about that? I mean, of course, I knew who you were. I've watched you for years, years, but that was the first wow. time that you and I ever actually met. Squad goals. And I talked to you, right? I mean, we had a yeah, conversation. Yeah, you sat up front. 
He sat up front. <laughs> well, the that ri- wasn't the, an Uber either. Well, so. the, the a, ride was about 100 feet because it was pouring rain. No, right? I mean, I took you down the block a little bit. Well, so. I mean, it was because I had to come through the convention center. Yeah. Right. I had to leave the convention center and, and I got picked up. And then and the other, and Dan had his own set. Yeah. I had to tell that, that, that was a while, like a little right away, and, and it was raining. Gonna, it was pouring. Walk. And I told James Crittenden, I was like, "You want me to give Rich a ride?" He was that? like, "Yeah." So it sound like so train day. I, I would say your your ride, your rating <laughs> on that day would be like a five. I would oh. give you five stars on that. All right, you know, thank I'm like, you. Unlike Uber, which you thank know, you, you, know. you would have given me five stars, yeah. even though oh. I sat up front. Well, I mean, which I, the Uber driver, with uh, Uber DJ here, say don't do that. Don't do it, right? Uber's but, ZJ. Oh, ZJ? ZJ. But, but, but Uber right, TJ yeah. says, come on, right. the shotgun. So anyway, uh, happy anniversary, Ray. Thank you. Same <laughs> to you. you guys. And how about next year? <laughs> the Super Bowl's in New Orleans, and you'll do more than just a cameo. God willing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? you'll, be, you'll be with us the whole time. As long as you still have me, baby, I'll still be okay. here. Okay. You know? I will have you. <laughs> Very good. When's the logo come out? Because I need to know who's going to be you, playing in the, the game. I told you, the logo you know what I'm for the New Orleans Super Bowl. Like, let's go. Will come out. The next day at the handoff press conference, whoever's in charge of the, the Super Bowl committee Way in New Orleans, Super Bowl prediction. whoever is in charge of that committee in New Orleans will be in Vegas, and there will be a handoff between the Vegas Super Bowl committee and the New Orleans Super Bowl committee, and they will put out the logo for Super Bowl, hold on a minute, LXIX, Look at you. right? Because mm-hmm. I'm doing Roman numerals for you. 59. The only Super Bowl where there were no Roman numerals, um, I believe, was Super Bowl 50 because they didn't want just the letter L on a hat being handed out to winners. (laughs) Loser. That's funny. I'm serious. You can't have Super Bowl L. So can we, can we predict the colors for next year? I don't Wait even know. I, it's just it's a waste because this year I'm going to tell you dumb. right now. It's I'm gonna, stupid. I'm going to make a Super Bowl prediction on Overreaction Monday based on the colors. I'm, telling, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm predicting, telling everybody right now, Chris. I'm going to predict blue and red. Yeah, we just had red. I know, but we're going to have it's red, red all the time. We're going to have red, red and green, and it's yeah. going to be blue. I mean, what else is uh, going to be? Yellow and the Bengals and Rams played. It was it was it was blue and Saints colored orange and yellow. Yeah, black and gold. Black says and gold. Don Bowie, who's like the Saints fan <laughs> of our of our world. Saints Super Bowl. Don Bowie is. <laughs> I'm predicting the Cowboys Chiefs Super Bowl. Let's go. Steelers. Chiefs Saints. in it again. I mean, are you going to bet? I know you don't bet, but are you going to bet against them? Like I, I, like I said earlier, man, as long as Patrick Mahomes is still breathing. Oh, you know, it'll, there'll be something prior to the season, this, that, the other thing during the season. Oh, the Chiefs are vulnerable. Let's see. Drake, yeah, we're not, we're not Drake falling for May that. And the Patriots are going up against. Nice. 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 Drake May and the Patriots going up against who? <laughs> Caleb Williams and the Bears? That sounds great. Okay. Sign me up. Two rookie quarterbacks in the Super Bowl, Rich? Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Well, it all depends on the color scheme, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Morons. I'm surrounded <laughs> by morons. Red, orange, and silver? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay. That'll wrap Cowboys. it up for this edition. Thanks to Baldy. Thanks to Albert Breer. Thanks to David Lombardi as well. And thanks to these morons. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. 